welcome back to Fine Beats and Cheeses, the podcast where we say often. My name is Leslie Grace Streeter. I am a columnist for the Baltimore Banner, an author, a singer, and lover of everything that's loud and weird and over the top. And it basically has people running down the the halls of medieval churches with uh, motorcycles for no reason whatsoever. Um, I am joined today by my co-host. What is your name, ma'am? Uh, my name is Lynn Streeter Childress. I uh, create theater for young audiences. And um, I'm wondering where have all the good men gone? And where are all the gods? It's Not on Bumble, I'm going to tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to say, keeping it real. Okay, and we have a very special <laughs> guest today. Would you like to introduce them? Yes, um, today our guest is the hilarious funny talented and just all around freaking awesome person chris walker hello chris would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself sure well first of all uh i'm a friend of lynn's that's how i ended up here and um once upon a time we were both in a show and now we're just here having a chat exactly and tell us uh, about the show that you were in. We were in the Miracle Worker at Arena Stage, uh, where we perfected the art of running and laughing. <laughs> we were hey, all buddy, buddies hey, in the show, and we'd run on and run off with uh, with the furniture or changing changing the scene, changing the mood, and getting some laughs, maybe, or at least from each other. Exactly. And giggled. We laughed a lot. Absolutely. A lot of running away. I'll have you know, even though I think we met once, that I have, whenever I see the itchy and scratchy theme, I have, they laugh and run and laugh and laugh and run the Percy and Martha show in my head. So you did that to me. Thank you. All right. Fantastic. Yay. Yay. But yes, Chris is a uh, good people. And I'm so happy that he's here. Because see, often when people do shows, you know, you spend a month, two months, three months, four months, maybe longer with people and you're spending most of your time with them. And a lot of times you become friendly, but a lot of times you don't like stay friends. Yeah, um, yeah. I used to I used to say to my grandmother, I was, was like my late 20s, I'd be like, oh, my friend so-and-so. And she'd be like, that's not a friend, that's an acquaintance. And I was like, how dare you, ma'am? Um, <laughs> but but I, under, I understand Fish. though, how dare you, Emma? But I understand oh my God. What she meant, because she meant that you meet many people who you're friendly with, but friend is a word that we throw around yeah. a lot. And But I truly consider Chris a friend. And so I'm excited that he is here. You have so, me wondering, like, what's the what's the platonic, what's the, like, friendship version of the word showmance? You know, like, yeah. people, like, are get together for just... And that relationship lasts just the show. So, what, so whatever the platonic showmance is. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that is. And I have a good friend of mine, one of my best friends who was here uh, visiting us from Connecticut a couple of weeks ago. I met a little bit before I met you in 1996 doing a dinner theater produced version of Godspell. Um, and we, she named her child, her child's middle name is Lynn after me. So that's, oh you know, sometimes people... Stacey, if you're listening, hi. Um, so but anyway, that's a lot um, of pressure. It's a lot of but she's a she's yeah. amazing people and her daughter's amazing people. Um 
hey, let's talk about what is it that we're talking about today? What did you want to talk about, Chris Walker? I wanted to talk about total eclipse of the heart. And, uh, you know, if you're like me and you like heard this song on the radio and you made little, um, what do you call it, mixtapes where you have the DJ talking at the end of the song and then <laughs> you're annoyed that the DJ is talking of the next song as you're trying or you miss the beginning of it. Uh, if if you're like that and that's your relationship to the song, um, you should check on the availability of the shingles vaccine and <laughs> also uh, get your colonoscopy scheduled. Because this is saying. a this is a 1983 uh, mega hit. Oh, it, it oh, sung by Bonnie Tyler. We'll say Bonnie right off the top, which I think is what pulled me into this is is that amazing raspy voice of hers and how much she just crushes this song just crushes and we're going to talk about uh jim steinman right yes yeah. so jim steinman jim i said jen no jim steinman uh wrote this song and other quite uh bombastic uh dramatic 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 um over the top but fabulous uh rock songs often ballads of yes. the 70s 80s and 90s and um, he was a uh, most, I guess, famously or first known for writing, co-writing Bed Out of Hell with yep. Meatloaf. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, but his songs range the, range the range, if that yeah. makes any sense. Um, well, so I, so Chris, do you remember when you first heard this song? I was trying to nail that down. And I, my memory, like I've checked the dates and I'm like, something's wrong. That's fine. We remember stuff differently. But I remember finding a cassette in my dad's car of this and no other cassettes. He had other music around the house, whatever. But just this cassette, I think that has to be like a few years later. And so I wonder if he just drove around uh, my dad was a journalism professor and an English professor. And I wonder if he just like drove around rocking out to this song or what, or why it was mm -hmm. in the car. Um, I love it. I remember, I remember, um, I remember because guilty pleasures. I remember liking the, um, we were talking about air supply. I remember mm -hmm. liking the air supply song, uh, making love out of nothing at all. And yes. feeling like I shouldn't because I was a boy and a middle <laughs> schooler and I was supposed to like other stuff. So I remember that guilty pleasure feeling with that yes, song. Yes. Um, on this song, I yeah, I remember like uh with sitting with my best friend making fun of uh turn around dry tur turtle on dry ice was what we called it <laughs> in this song. Um, but I'd, i mostly I just remember loving it and the the feeling, you know, it's just unapologetic, full-on feelings song. It is. We um so this was on the Footloose soundtrack. Am I no right? no, no holding out for a hero? Holding, holding out, out for, for a hero. hero. Duh. Okay. Why do I have for some reason I have holding out for a hero in my head? And oh. you, by the way, I am shocked because I don't know. This is a, a dumb aside, but uh, Lynn and I, when we came back from having gone to middle school in Saudi Arabia in 1984, we went to see Footloose. We like we planned for this, and we actually saved money because when you get a dollar in allowance, you know you have to save your money to buy the soundtrack. Um, for it was like we made Footloose our personality for that summer. So yeah, no, and it's my fault. I don't know why I'm, I just said Bonnie Tyler in my head. I actually like, but but ago, Lynn, he wrote for that. He wrote that too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yes. so there you go. I, a, about a month ago, I made a parody video of holding out for a hero called 
I'm holding out for a good pen. It's about like when you can't find pens <laughs> and, and they all are out of ink or then you yeah. find like make, makeup in the bottom of your purse. Uh, and my my friend it's daughter, an eyeliner you hope it's a pin because it feels like a pin but it's an eyeliner it's not and my friend's yes. daughter who's a sophomore in college uh recorded it and edited for me it's hilarious i will rec- i will put that somewhere i'm well, sorry about um, it lynn or dr streeter uh do <laughs> either of you remember your first time hearing this song i, I remember the video i think that's my first memory of this song and basically wondering what the hell was going on because that's one of the beautiful things you let use the word bombastic which i love i love that all of his stuff was so over the top and i had been somewhat familiar with meatloaf but we were little but i remember watching this video trying to figure out what was happening and deciding that you weren't supposed to know because if she's like a bonnie tyler is like a headmistress at a school or something the children may be evil i'm not sure is she flirting with one of the children that's gross what are we doing what's happening why are their eyes all bright what why is, what why is she wearing a white dress and there's wind blowing is it weathering heights where's Kate bush what are we doing totally. it was all and i remember watching it and going because i thought videos were supposed to tell a story because we were like in the great tradition of like thriller you know something's gonna happen i'm like and I thought, like, is this from a book or something? Is there something I'm supposed to know about and understand what's happening? And I was like, no one knows what's happening. And that is the point. I don't really remember the video. I think I texted this to Lynn. Um, <laughs> but I had every thought you just said in the past week watching this video. Like, what, what is going on with here? And I, I think uh, to bring in the philosopher and cultural critic Stefan played by Bill Hader on SNL this video has everything and I think the same thing is true of the song in terms of instrumentation you guys know music better than I do so I'm interested in what you have to say about that because I looked up a little about it but the song it's it's like it's got everything going on uh musically in it and then the video yeah I mean what what is this school school, (laughs) boarding school so as as a child, yeah. Uh, for some reason, Bad Out of Hell was sitting in my parents' record collection. I'm pretty sure it was a Columbia House thing. Yeah, it just came. <laughs> so, I I was familiar with that from close to when it came out in the 70s. I was a seven or eight year old. Um, and then uh, again, the the everything Steinman put out. Was, I always used to say that the only opera I loved was Jim Steinman. Yes. <laughs> And I feel like that's the underlying aesthetic on the video, too. Yes. You feel like, like... an opera looking for a place to happen. Well, I... and it was that time of the early 80s where there were lots of movies about, like, possessed people and, like, possessed children. Like, children. Mm-hmm. when was Children of the Corn? That was, like... About that time. Around that time, right? So that seemed to be this, like, weird time <laughs> where everything was, like, possibly demonic. Like, Leslie and I went and saw... Duran Duran uh, last month and it was freaking awesome. But um, we were thinking about they're in, they're doing this weird dance macabre stuff now um, that's like spooky and people were complaining about the spookiness. But I'm like, but their stuff was always kind of spooky. It was that early eighties like weird symbolism and like demon looking whatever blah blah blah. And that was that seemed to be a lot of what was happening around that time and no one knew. 
the guy. So I looked up this guy, the guy who directed this crazy Total Eclipse of the Heart video, uh, also directed, I think, Hungry Like the Wolf and other stuff for uh, them. Yeah. And then he went on to direct a big, crazy fantasy 80s feature. Do what you, movie? Any of you guys know what it is? Labyrinth. You want to take a guess, Leslie? Neverending Story. Highlander. Oh, and see, once again, and who wants to live forever? Man, it's just that yeah, that yeah. bombat well, that was just such a freaking great song. Queen, uh, Freddie yeah, was all the things. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me because also people for those of you, and I always say this caveat, I don't know if anybody under 50 is listening to this show, but if you are, <laughs> you might not understand that every song had a video. It might not have been a good video, but that was what you did. So, and it didn't always have to make sense, but yeah. there was always like a wind machine. There was always like running, people running. They just yeah. ran. There was always billowing stuff. And then also there were like extras for no reason, which is like, maybe that's where they're like, we're making this Bonnie Tyler video. The extra should be creepy children in a boarding school. Okay, great. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, But that oh. was... I'm sorry. I was just going to jump in on the the creepy kids at the boarding school. What what are they doing at this school? Because whenever they come out, and these are amazing dancers, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they come through, and okay, so now they're now they're in American football pads, but no shirts and no shirts. And then they're in fencing uh, gear with the wow. swords, and then they're ninjas, but they're crop top ninjas. Like somebody said, like I love these ninja outfits, but can we can we see a little belly? Can we just get what a little? They bit were of a... sexy. And why is she singing? Like who was she falling in love with and falling apart? Like I don't. Well, see, I... that's the other thing is that as a twelve-year-old, I assumed that videos were always about the thing they were singing about and then i became a duran duran fan and realized that sometimes what you're singing about has absolutely nothing to do with the video if you have a million dollar uh budget and you can go to sri lanka and run around with some elephants it's just the thing that they did um so it was just an excuse to go let's make a movie yeah. for three and a half minutes that maybe it's that script that fails like why are there cows i don't what are we what are we doing one of um, these kids has angel wings and then he flies in in the style that they fly in uh lost boys yes a, a few few years later um and well, then, that's funny because i took that exactly the opposite way um as a producer i'm like well i guess we know what the production company had lying around <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Also true. Let me tell you done that. a story <laughs> about recreating a Jim Simon video without realizing it. So I'm going to say it's <laughs> 1987, 87. Um, yes, 87. And um, I am sick. I was supposed to be the house manager for or the Baltimore City College production of Amadeus. And high I school. in high school. Yes. And I was sick. So my friend Nikki, who is now spoiler alert married to sam mm -hmm. um stayed home with me because everybody else went to the play and we're just sitting around i'm trying not to cough on anybody whatever and we somehow make it to lynn's room because lynn had the lynn's room was bigger than ours so our parents ancient stereo which we shared was in there and i had this this 45 um 
and the the flip side, by the way, was her cover of Brian Adams straight from the heart. I don't know why. It it's it's okay. Anyway, so we played this and we decide we just got bored. So we we had all these stuffed animals on the bed and we start throwing them at each other. And then we had brooms. So we had this whole thing where we were like playing air guitar in the brooms and that the the bridge, the do do do. The instrumental part, and we started dramatically throwing the stuffed animals at each other and hitting them with the brooms, and then starting to play again. So we did that forever. We got home, we were laughing hysterically, and Lynn's like, "What is wrong with you?" So at my wedding in 2010, after the after after it was like the after after party, probably after after party. Forever, forever, after after um yeah, we yeah. were uh drinking and eating things also i had been sick all week and i was like i just feel terrible let's just drink a lot and throw things and someone put this on and we oh. were throwing stuff at each other and everyone else who's not lynn was like what have what is happening we're like it's just it is what it is so anyway so we were like jen steinman ending up um but with uh brooms and stuffed animals it was really fun I love that. And that section of the song, it's like synth organ, I think. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. It just and it's just because there's a it goes da 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 so it all sounds like shoo. Boom. So we would go. Yeah. And that's where the explosions come in. Yes. And so we're we're doing fake explosions. And at the end, we like as it's waning, we're like, do, 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 do. We're walking and we go, we would get to a point and then go dramatically, the turn around, bright eyes. We go, <laughs> and then turn back around again, like, oh no, we're really, which is a very like James Brown. He's like going yeah, off yeah, with yeah. the cape. Oh, he's off the cape. So yeah, we were, are, we're very, very stupid, but it was really funny. But that's something that happened. That's something that I think he does in a lot of songs, but he definitely does in this song. And the James Brown thing is right on because it's like, Okay, well we're and we're breaking it down. We're bringing it down, <laughs> and we're ending. Nope, we're gonna do three more endings before <laughs> we get to the ending. And it, we're just gonna be dramatic. We're gonna build it back up and then like break it back down a couple more times. Yes, I remember the first time I heard um, "It's All Coming Back to Me Now," which is what I was trying to sing in the beginning. Um, listening to that song on the radio because sometimes yeah. you listen you listen to the radio songs and radio and that like like chris said they cut them off but if you happen to be listening when the dj hadn't come back from lunch or whatever yet he was still in the bathroom and they would like play the whole thing and the the ending of that song is so long do 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 you finally get to like okay celine bring it home bring it home baby bring it home uh and she's perfect that or is Jen my, Simon's song. Yeah. That is my favorite Celine Dion song. Me too. Is that one with possibly Because You Love Me, but it's really this one. And the video was perfect. This was like 94, right? 93, 94. Wait, sorry. And the name, because I was looking at this one, the name of this song is It's All Coming Back to Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's this very like beauty and the beast kind of a yes. thing, right? It's and a it's lot all- like this video. It's a lot like this video. There's always a- 1996, Lynn. 1996. That seems so late, but okay, cool. Um, blowing, wow, that seems so late. Blowing curtains. So blowing the curtains. Hallway, the hallways. It's so it's much like it. That Tony Braxton, uh, dead boyfriend on a motorcycle aesthetic. Um, <laughs> you know. How did they not have a motorcycle in the? Because Jim Steinman has a motorcycle in everything. Almost that, everything. Except Total Eclipse. It's always motorcycles. 
And just, it's so there's there's always this like unrequited yeah. something with maybe because yeah. the person died. There's always some so they're not loving you back. There's always just some weird thing that it just fills you with angst and you're very sad, even though this this video seemed to actually fit the song. And so it made sense. The Celine, Celine one, yes. Yeah. And Celine was so pretty. Oh, um, so gorgeous. Great hair in this video too. And it, also just sings her butt off just sings her butt off and it just yeah the song is so i remember driving through the mean streets of york pennsylvania um with this song on and just with my windows rolled down and going yeah. someone's going to throw something at me i'm gonna ride by the ron rudder's farm store and someone's gonna throw like an icy at my head or something but i just was like i don't <laughs> care i don't care and just it's one of those things where Okay, it's another Nikki story. I would say it's like Meg Ryan taking her hands off the the um handlebars bicycle. in the bicycle, excuse me, in yeah. um City of Angels and getting hit. Another thing, like Lynn and Nikki and I had gone on vacation in, <laughs> in North Carolina and I'd stayed home. I didn't go see the movie and Lynn runs in the house. She goes, I'm gonna spoil this movie for you so you never see it because it's terrible. <laughs> I forgot you didn't go. It was so terrible. <laughs> Terrible, terrible movie. And Nikki's like, stop. So she goes, mm -mm, I'm doing it. Okay, spoiler alert. She dies. Um, Terrible. like, I sat through this whole movie. He gave up being an angel and she dies. No. Like the next scene. Yeah. Almost. It was horrible. I hate it. So, <laughs> so yes, um, there's a long dramatic tradition in the 90s of people dying on bicycles and motorcycles yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Well, do you know what I realized? When well, I'm thinking the Beauty and the Beast thing, it wasn't so much this. It was... I would do anything for love. That was the Beauty and the Beast one. That, that was, was the Beauty and the Beast one. He had the weird that, face. Yes. And that was 93, right? Yes. Also a motorcycle. Yeah. Yes. I think I think Meatloaf had the contractual motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. And that was, again, wind, big house. Yeah, wind. Blowing. Things, running. 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 Um, And also, what do you think the don't do that was? There's been... I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Sam. He says it in the lyrics. He literally, it's a, it's a, it's, it's just there. Read the lyrics. He says it. And I won't do that. I won't forget you. I won't. It, it, there's a series of things he won't do. And he says it. Anything that I love. I would find it. Okay. Well, hmm. I just had that fight with somebody recently. I'm like, yeah, no, go look at right. the lyrics. But I, I never was... forget the way I feel about you right now. Somehow. See? Yeah. You're One right. of the things that I love about Gen X is that we will have a knockdown drag out about 30-year-old lyrics. And we yeah. won't look at Google because that would be cheating. I was thinking about this very <laughs> question this morning. I was thinking about raising it. And, uh, uh, I, you know, I was thinking it was something more, you know, sexual and dirty. But is it is it cosign a mortgage? <laughs> you know what? There's a, there's a I don't know if anyone watches um, <laughs> Love is Blind and I'm not the only I can't be the only one who watches it but there's a guy right now who like when he and his girlfriend finally meet and they get engaged whatever and she comes over his house and he doesn't have any uh, plates or dishes he just has plastic stuff and then she finds out right before they're supposed to get married that he has has very bad credit um, and mm. it's it's one of those things where it's like and he wrote, he actually says when she dumps him at the altar, love has no credit score. And women on Twitter are like, it do though. 
<laughs> but a dodo. So yeah. So may co-sign a mortgage, I think, is a very big thing. So it's like signing a mortgage, but you all know you have bad credit. I mean, it's okay to have bad credit, but you need to tell me before the pens come out, y'all. Because anyway, um, I love Meatloaf because Meatloaf was basically his entire thing. I saw him in concert once. He just over the top, and that's what he did. He excelled at it. He was good at it and he people talk about quote-unquote cheese he did not care <laughs> he yeah. did not care he's a theater guy who lucked into being a rock singer and who was just so good at inhabiting characters you know and song i remember hearing two out of three ain't bad another jim simon song on yeah a compilation it was just that line on one of those ktel compilations commercials, and going right. commercials and going that's mean <laughs> that's a mean song that's a mean thing to say to somebody and then listening to the song go oh he got hurt before but now he's passing on the hurt to someone else and it's still mean i don't i want it. you i need you but there ain't no way i'm ever gonna love you yes that sucks that sucks and it's I mean like go ahead no, there's a reason they're they're longtime collaborators. It's because they both have that that theater thing. They both have that. This right. is going to be all out. Uh, there's not going to be any. I mean, you could say there's irony in um in uh, Paradise by the Dra Dashboard Light. Yes. But, yes. but mostly it's about like being fully committed for for both Jim Steinman and Meat Love and all the all these songs that Jim Steinman did with all these other people that we're talking about. Well, they're all Paradise. Paradise by the Dashboard Light, Chris does perfectly what you're talking about. There are 37 like state. It's like basically movements, you know, in the yeah. song that it does like 37 things. Like, oh, where where's the the announce the baseball announcer come in and yeah. what happened and what's going on and now there's a duet and what's happening? How did you know what's and you're just like and you're so transfixed. Once again, I hadn't. I was not familiar with the song. I'm going to say something. That I hope it does not come off as racist. In the 90s, there was a phenomenon. Where every time I went to karaoke, there was a group of mostly they had to be young theater kids who were all white and they would do that song. And I had never I was I'd heard it, but I'd never heard it all the way through. And it was always, oh, Lord, it's time to go get a drink now because it's going to be people doing Paradise with the Dashboard Light. And they were always so like and they were always, you know, what I'm talking about, Lynn, you've been with me at, mm -hmm. at karaoke. People would do that song. Someone asked a question a, a couple of weeks ago, like, what's the song that everyone else likes that you don't? Mm -hmm. And this was the song that I named um, because it was ruined for me, not so for karaoke, but also um, I used to go to um, uh, singing piano bars oh. uh, in the 90s. And, you know, if you pass up tips in your, in your napkin, you'd write down the song that you yeah. want to hear. And someone always wanted to hear Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And it just was very long. It's and so long. How and long is that song? About? I'm gonna look it up. Can I look that up, Sam? Can I Google that? <laughs> is that? Is that authentic enough that, for you? I'm, I'm, I may or may not have just pulled it up. I'm just yeah. commenting on being old and not wanting to revert to the computer. That's true. That's all right. I'm gonna mess with you though. Um, Yes, and I also I remember being annoyed once because you know one wants to be left out, and I remember watching them do all this and going, "Oh my God, everyone knows the song, but me, <laughs> everybody knows every word of this song." It's like, did y'all come together? Did y'all plan this? What is happening? And I didn't, <laughs> and I didn't, I felt left out. I didn't like it. 
Yes. If I were someone who could sing I, and did karaoke, I would be so annoyed when people pick a long song, particularly if they can't sing, when they're just going to sort of take, you know, be up there forever. Forever. And if it's toward the end of the night and they haven't played your song yet and you know you're going to kill your song, yeah. it's like, oh, my gosh, this, this oh, this in, um, I'm sorry, American Pie. Um, no, it, that should not be in karaoke. The album version. Be karaoke, though. No, the okay, album version enough. was eight minutes and twenty eight seconds. <laughs> the single edit was five minutes and thirty two seconds. And Meatloaf apparently on VH1 Storyteller said that the original song was supposed to be twenty eight minutes, twenty seven minutes. So forever is going to start tonight when you start singing "Paradise" by the Dashboard. <laughs> but here's the thing: for all that time, for all the investment you put into that song, listening to it, the end, snarky evil pays it off mm -hmm. it so pays off the investment it does uh, and, yeah, that's why i was just talking to make sure i had it right um because he says yes and, and, and now i'm praying for the end of time so i can end my time with you i'm like that's the most evil line i've heard yeah. forever it and it's so bombastic it's and beautiful. so great though <laughs> and yeah, also I, gave me an insight into how men think sad but true yes <laughs> i remember thinking oh i get it i get it because it's all when you thought it was going to be a situation. It's like, no, but you're going to love me. It's like, eh, what's eh, it's fine. Is there a game on? Whatever and, fun. and the the person who sang Ellen, what was her name, Leslie? Um, who Foley. sang the duet? Foley, right? Yep. It was actually um, on Night Court. She, she was. In wow. the 80s. It's Billy, right? It's the name of her character. Mm -hmm. Short blonde. But yeah, she she's ridiculous. Um, ridiculous voice. Oh, and, ridiculous. Um, that's right. I have that right. Right. You do. You do. Because you. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I know I've gotten so many things wrong. So, uh, so we're talking about more um, Jen Jim Steinman uh joints. We talked briefly of in the beginning of this of uh, making love out of nothing at all mm. by um air, air supply. supply. Yeah, which is but again, that was one of those songs that came out what in the early eighties, well, and it had the word "making love" in it, and we were like, "Oh, it's dirty," but it wasn't about sex. It was about that this person can make actual emotion love out of air, out of like nothing at all. You know, I know just how to whisper. I can do all this stuff, but you out of nowhere gets me. You know, you you make me love you. Um, do we feel bad for Jim Steinman because that song was stuck at number two for so long? No. Do you know what was it was behind? Total Eclipse of the Heart. There you go. Well, it's like we talked um, the other day about um, Wham, <laughs> that George Michael kept himself off of having consecutive um, Christmas. He wanted the, the number one Christmas song. He wanted to have like five number ones in a row. And the fifth would have been last Christmas, but then he was in um, Band-Aid. Uh, do they know it's Christmas? So he kept himself off of that, out of that record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think last Christmas mm -hmm. finally went number one like last year or the year it before. It is. And, like, and George wasn't here to see it. It's like, oh. Yeah. Like, no, I was just thinking just too about like how those songs always have like phrases and words that like are just excellent. Like I know just how to whisper and I know just how to cry I and know lie. Just yeah. Find the answers and I know just how to lie. Why? 
why are we doing all this? Yeah. Why, why, why do you, why do you know this? your hair and every star in the sky is thinking even your eye like a spotlight boom 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 explosion of my heart is a yes explosion yes it's looking for a rhythm like, like you. you that is freaking genius it's looking for a rhythm like you that's a great it's such yeah. a great as a writer i'm like i will never write anything that good and i'm just gonna like give up now because Once upon just, a time, I was falling in love. Now I'm only now falling, only falling apart. apart. What a great line. What a great line. Nothing I can do. Total eclipse of the heart. And all these songs, too, even without the video, to, I think in pictures. And I always see, yeah. like, a heart being, like, eclipsed. Like, I, I think an eclipse of the sun, but it's, like, in a heart shape. I don't know. That's what comes in my head. But his songs are very... Um, visual? Visual. And and have you thinking all of this stuff. And even songs like... I, was there even was there a video to Making Love Out of Nothing at all? I don't know. I don't know if there was a been. video, but in they my head, it's very visual, and it's very, you know, there should be running in it. <laughs> there should be curtains billowing. Curtains and running and a tall blonde dude and a curly hair short dude from Air Supply. There is a video, apparently. Oh, no. Okay. We'll have to explore that later. I will say one of the things I like about this, and Lynn and I, because we are like big, over-the-top, bombastic people in both our personalities and I think sometimes in the art that we make, um, I think that people like Jim Steinman are very attractive to us because you leave it all out there because there is, like I said about meatloaf, there is not a sense of, and there, now is what I show restraint. And now is where I, you know, hold a little back. So people won't know exactly what I'm thinking. It's like, no brother, we're all out here doing it. And I respect that because there is a, there is such a, I don't know if it's a lie. There's such a, a an understanding that serious things are restrained. Serious things are not adorned. Serious things are um, just out there and it's snarky to make fun of people who do too much. And Jim Steinman was all about doing too much and Meatloaf yeah. and Celine Dion, all about doing too much. And I am a person who does too much. Um, and I, I just, I love that. I think that if more people, we, the world would be so much more fun if people cared less about what other people thought and if they thought they were going too far, just, eh, we're doing this. Can okay, we, can, can we talk ahead, about Chris. adornment, you just said, and doing too much in Total Eclipse as far as the music? Yes. Because one thing I noticed, like, going back, I remember my wife and I were driving back from, like, dropping off Lucy at camp or visiting her at college or something, and... Like you were saying, Leslie, with the uh, Celine Dion song, I, I was just cranking it to an obnoxious yep. level. Yep. I was really noticing like those explosions that I keep mentioning. Um, but also like looking this up, th they threw everything into the production of this uh, song at the power store, I think it's called. Um, power plant, power company uh, in New York. <laughs> and I mean this song has everything like <laughs> they he got um max weinstein from east street oh Island. yeah mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and also um his piano guy um, oh and they've got these they've got choruses 
They've got explosions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, oh, Rick Darren, uh, Rick Darren, Rick Derringer, yeah. Uh, also, Pearl- a person who was not known for his restraint um, as a musician. No. They, he, and Simon both worked on the wrestling album, which I missed in the era. I just found the it. Hulk Hogan <laughs> one. Yes, <laughs> I sadly, yes, I did see that going by. I literally. A, I was just gonna say, I go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say there's a Barack Obama connection in the wrestling album. What? Which is Barack Obama. So the Hulk Hogan, Sam, what's the Hulk Hogan song? Real American? Yes. Real, yeah. And that, that's his walkout song, basically, right? Yep. Yeah. The- <laughs> Obama used that when he uh, presented his oh, birth certificate. Right. <laughs> that was the funniest I'm thing I had American. seen in years. I forgot about that. That's so there's, fabulous. There's a Steinman thread going through there. Well, and another thing. I was looking at Jen Steinman's songs and we keep tell your wife, uh, Sam, that she is integral to this conversation because another song that it looks like Jen Steinman wrote is uh, Read Him and Weep, which is a Barry Manilow, Barry Manilow. song, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is Nikki's. So Leslie and Nikki and I went to see Barry Manilow. 1985. Weather right in 1985, the week after Leslie and I had seen um Paul Young. Uh, Paul Young. Um, but um, she kept going, sing Read Him and Weep. She was like screaming. We're like 14 years old. He did not sing Read Him and Weep. But she's singing, screaming. But he did not, alas, sing Read Him and Weep. So anyway, <laughs> everything is all connected. Uh, <laughs> he comes up, Lynn, on, these po- on this podcast. Say that again. You Say that again. Uh, how often do you think Nikki comes up on this podcast? So often enough that I have a little uh, scar tissue here from where I get punched in the arm every time she <laughs> listens to one. Every episode I've listened to, she comes up. It's, like, it's the like dancing that her. gets me. <laughs> it's you so know. funny. Yeah, that, that, it, oh gosh. So um, any other thoughts on um, on Jen's diet? Why do I keep calling him Jen? Okay, so I have, an, I just finished Invisalign and so my teeth, or well, I'm still kind of doing it, but my teeth are kind of weird in the way that, you know, I spent almost 50, you know, 50-ish years with a big overbite and now my teeth are different and I'm still getting used to them. So sorry. We all know who you're talking about. Yay, thank you. Um, but yes, Jim Steinman. Um and uh I don't know. It's just, just good stuff. To, to me, I think Jim Steinman and his music and the videos and everything surrounding him and even the uh, artists that sing his songs, I think are the very embodiment of this podcast, which is that you love things that are gloriously over the top and you don't give a crap what anybody else thinks about it. And you're out there going, I mean, every, all these people are basically, it's like, the pleadings of a babyface song or a Keith Sweat song or a Boys to Men song. That's I, I love these songs for the same reason I love the end of the road video where it's like oh. in the rain, walking by the thing, baby. You know, anytime <laughs> it just all of it and the songs that have 18 parts to them, songs where somebody is being unabashedly emotional. I love that stuff. And yeah. that's where I think Jim Simon's milieu lives where you just don't care yeah your heart is bleeding and you just don't care and it's yeah. really good stuff or you're yeah. you're singing about your heart bleeding yeah, I see, 
One thing though, and then we're going back, is that we briefly mentioned holding out for a hero. Mm-hmm. That song is a freaking banger. It's still, and you talked about sort of the bombastic. Um, ooh, 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 boom, 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 boom. Uh, uh, yes. And so it was also the theme song to that show. Was it called Cover Up? What was that show called, Leslie? That yes, had- Cover Up. Cover up. It was John Eric Hexum. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Who, who tragically died in a on the set. Yeah. On the set. Um, but that was the theme. He was they and were Jennifer O'Neill. Right. They were undercover models. <laughs> exactly. He was a spy who was going undercover as a model. It was a and good cover. Exactly. As a great cover. And holding up for the hero was the theme. <laughs> And it's so funny because they must have a lot of money because that that show came out the summer after the fall after Footloose, right. so it was a current hit, yeah. you know. And so I remember going, I didn't know how how these things. I was like, how'd y'all do that? Where'd I do that at? But yeah, um, I had forgotten that Lynn, that that was the theme to that. Um, it's so funny. Uh, they use almost Paradise, another song from the Footloose soundtrack, as the theme for Bachelor in Paradise. And the fact that every year you get 20-year-olds going, that's a real song? And I just want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> what do you Slapping. mean that's a real song? I thought get that was- my lawn. Off my lawn and my beach. Your, and I'm keeping your ball. I'm keeping it, man. <laughs> you don't deserve it. Anyway, um, so Chris, after having discussed the beauty of Jen Steinman, do you believe that it is still a guilty pleasure? And if you do, do you care? Uh, I I don't think I believe in guilty pleasures anymore. You know, I think it definitely was. And that was my connection to it. Like when I first uh, fell in love with it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fully now in the uh, God, like what you like camp, you know. That's where we are as well well i appreciate it thank you so much oh by the way where can anyone find you if you want people to find you where can they find oh, wait, you wait, wait. Will you ask me if it's cheesy though oh is it cheesy i would say absolutely and put back to you guys what kind of cheesy experience in cheese terms is uh is total eclipse or the jim steinman oeuvre it's eating fondue in switzerland it's having being lost in a cheddar factory. It's like a blizzard in Wisconsin. It is a you know. baked, baked brie that is breaching the pastry on the outside, no. out, or a mozzarella stick that's burst. That's yes. what I was gonna say. It's like when you eat a piece of pizza and the mozzarella has that big string, but it hasn't it hasn't broken the pizza yet. It's still connected. <laughs> it's cheese stuffed crust. Right. Oh my gosh. So and that's back to all my my Charlie Day strings connecting all the cheesy things. <laughs> <laughs> that is so. I went to a friend's house yesterday because her husband got her a charcuterie board for her birthday, and there it was that much cheese. Mm. It was charcuterie board levels of cheese. Um, yeah. So Leslie was asking, where oh, can yeah, we yeah. find you, Chris Walker? I am on Instagram at Christopher Crutchfield Walker, which is so easy to remember with little periods in between. Um, I am on the Thespian web series, which is Baltimore based and all takes place in Baltimore and cast in Baltimore, everything else. Uh, That's Thespian series on various, various social media. Really funny. Have a bald playing an agent on that. 
and uh, sometimes on the I Think Not podcast, which is a true crime podcast that covers a, a missing person show or used to oh, cover wow. a missing person show that I narrated. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, producer Sam. And as we say, keep it easy, keep it breezy, keep it cheesy. Bye-bye. Bye.